our series in Second Peter entitled Pilgrim's Life. If you are a newcomer or a regular attendee here in Christian Bible Church of the Philippines, we hope and pray that you will find a spiritual home in a, in, with our CBCP family. Warnings have many forms. Maraming anyo ang mga babala. Pwede tong ilaw, tunog, amoy, sight, sounds, smells, or feelings. Warning signs come in different forms, but it has only one purpose. Maraming anyo, pero isa lang ang goal ng warning. No? Para magbigay alerto sa atin, para tayo makapaghanda sa darating na panghanib. It causes us to be alert so that we can prepare for a coming danger. And yung letter ni Peter, dito sa Second Peter, ay isang letter of warning, isang babala. In his first letter, sabi ni Peter, sinulat niya, he encourages the believers to persevere in their faith amidst their suffering because they have the living hope. Pero dito sa Second Peter, binigyan niya naman yung warning yung mga believers against the deception of false teachers. May dalawang kalaban ng believers, no? Sa First Peter, ang kalaban natin is the suffering and difficulties. And that is from the outside. But here in Second Peter, ang sabi niya, our enemy, ang kalaban natin, ang heresy, deception, maling turo, at mga panlilin lang. At ang mas nakakatakot dito, galing ito sa, 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 sa loob, it, it comes from within, among us. Now, the theme of Second Peter is knowledge, or kaalaman. Knowledge is not just a um, mind, knowledge on the mind, but it's basically a knowledge that is experiential. Kung ano yung knowledge na natutunan natin, nang naramdaman natin sa buhay, yun yung knowledge na theme ni Peter. And makikita natin itong theme na to sa kanyang outline. Ito yung outline ng Second Peter. Know your salvation. Know scripture. Know the shrewd false teachers. Know the second coming. And know your sanctification or, or spiritual growth. Alamin ang kaligtasan, alamin natin ang, ang kasulatan, alamin natin kung sino ang kalaban, mga huwad na guro, at alamin ang kanyang ikalawang pagbabalik ng ating Panginoong Jesus, at alamin ang kristyanong pamumuhay. Ito yung outline ng Second Peter. It's about knowledge. Kailangan nating malaman. Ngayon, magpo-focus tayo dun sa second part in First Peter chapter 12. Second Peter chapter 1 verses 12 to 21. Let me read to you in English Therefore, I will always be ready to remind you of these things, even though you already know them and have been establishing the truth which is present with you. I consider it right, as long as I am in this earthly dwelling, to stir you up by the way of reminder, knowing that the laying aside of my earthly dwelling is imminent, as also our Lord Jesus Christ has made it clear to me, and I will also be diligent that at any time after my departure you will be able to call these things to mind." Sinasabi dito ni Peter, I will always remind you. Gagawin, gagawin ko lahat ng paraan. I will work hard para ipaalala sa inyo. I need to work hard so that you can be reminded. Sabi dito ni Peter, I will do this. And note yung verse na to, sabi ni Peter, hindi niya sinasabi to sa mga new Christians. I will remind you because you are new Christians. Sinasabi niya doon, pakita natin po yung verse. Sabi niya doon, I will... Remind you, even though that you already know them, alam nyo na to. You have been establishing the truth. Mature Christian na kayo. Matagal nyo nang alam to. Pero kailangan ko kayong paalalahanan. Bakit ganun? Because, for Peter, nasa-sense niya yung urgency. And Peter wants us to go back to basic. To go back to basic. Sabi niya dito, you need to be reminded of these things. Si Coach John Wooden ay isang American college basketball coach. Nanalo siya ng championship for the NCAA for 10 years during the last the, the 12 years nung siya ay coach sa, sa UCLA Bruins. And he coached several players na naging sikat. Si Karim Abdul-Jabbar, si Bill Walton. And si Coach Wooden, very kilala siya to emphasize going back to basics, going back to fundamentals. And one player said, sabi niya, every time mag-start yung basketball season, itong si Coach, sa tawagin niya kami lahat, upo kami sa locker room, 
po kayo, circle, tanggalin niyo yung, sapa, yung sapatos niyo tsaka medyas. And si coach, tatanggalin niya rin. Sabi, ang pangit ka ng pani coach. <laughs> ganyan yung kuko niya, puro patay na. Ganyan, hindi, joke lang. So, pero, tatanggalin niya yon. Sabi niya, boys, starting, boys, tuturuan ko kayo paano magsuot ng medyas. Paano magsuot ng sapatos. And remember, itong mga boys na to, hindi sila mga bagong basketball player. These are the top players ng high school na na-draft na sila for college. Eh. Talagang magagaling. But Coach Wooden would always insist, I will teach you how to put on your socks the right way. Bakit? Kasi kung mali yung, mali yung medyas nyo, hindi, hindi tama, magkakaroon kayo ng paltos. Pag napaltosan kayo, hindi kayo makakatakbo. Pag hindi kayo nakatakbo, hindi kayo makakascore. Pag hindi tayo nakascore, hindi tayo mananalo ng championship. So very important yung fundamentals. We need to go back to basic. And ito yung sinasabi ni Peter dito. Kailangan yung malaman ang basic. And more importantly, ito yung sinasabi niya dito. My sense of urgency. Sabi ni Peter, knowing that the laying aside of my earthly dwelling is imminent, malapit na akong mamatay. Matanda na si Peter. He's already nearing his death. And so this, there is this sense of urgency. But there's something more. Peter knows the danger of the false teachers. Nakikita niya may mga false teachers na darating. And yun yung i-discuss niya sa chapter 2, which we will learn next week. Sabi ni Peter, there will be false teachers who will infiltrate and destroy the flock. And so, to prepare the believers, Peter wrote this second and final letter. Kumbaga, ito yung huling habilin ni Peter sa mga believers bago siya mamatay. Kaya this is very important. And kung titingnan natin yung summary na 2 Peter, this is what he's saying. Dear Christians, defend yourselves from the deceptive and destructive false teachers by growing in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Fight against the errors and lies by knowing and remembering the truth of God's word. Sabi niya, ipagtanggol ninyo yung mga sarili mula sa mga panilinlang at mapangwasak ng mga huwad na guro o mga peking guro. Paano? sa pamamagitan ng, ng paglago sa biyaya at kaalaman ng ating Panginoon at tagapagligtas na Heso Kristo. Labanan niyo ang mga kasinungalingan at kamalian. Paano? Sa pamamagitan ng pag-alam at pag-alala sa katotohanan ng salita ng Diyos. Know and remember. That is the message of Second Peter. Know and remember. Alamin at alalahanin. And Peter urges the believers to do this. And so as we go through this text, we will answer three questions. Why know and remember? What to know and remember? How to know and remember? Ano ba yung dapat nating alalahanin? At bakit natin ito kailangang alamin at alalahanin? At paano ba natin ito gagawin? So let's go to the first. Why know and remember? You know, we need to know and remember because of two things. Number one, because of forgetfulness. Many of us, we know so much things, but we easily forget. I'm sorry to say this, I easily forget as well. You are forgetful. Si Pastor Alan, alam, alam, alam niya yan. Oh, Pastor Alan, yung wallet mo nandito sa, yung driver's license mo nandito. Yan. We easily forget. Because of business, because of distraction, or because of information overload. Ako lang recently, nagbabasa ako ng isang devotion, Sabi ko, ano nga ba yung nabasa ko two days ago? Nakalimutan ko na rin eh. And ako, nung nire-review ko tong message na ito, oo oh, nga no, nag-preach ako a few weeks ago, ano nga ba yung message na pre-niche ko? Kahit ako, na- nakakalimutan ko. So, all of us, we tend to forget. It's quite interesting, sabi ni Michael Griffith, sabi niya, we are forgetful. Christians have this strange amnesia. Pumupunta tayo sa church, but we tend to go week on week, pero we tend to forget, bakit ba natin ito ginagawa? Umaaten tayo dito sa magandang building, Ginagawa natin itong routine, we sing praise, we pray, we read the Bible, we listen to the sermon, but then we forget what we're doing. Yes, the Bible talks about Christ and the bride of Christ who is pure and chaste, but then the church seemed to have forgotten and the church is like the ragged Cinderella, hideous among the ashes, who has forgotten that she's supposed to be beautiful. Sa dami ng problema, sa dami ng concern, nakakalimutan natin that Christ has called us to be His beautiful bride, chaste and pure and blameless. And we tend to forget who we are, what we are all about, and what we are supposed to do to live for God and for His glory. We tend to forget. And the second reason we need to remember and know is familiarity. 
Nasabi niyo na ba to? Alam ko na yan. Napakinggan ko na yan. Yan na naman. We tend to be too familiar. You know, as a pastor, teacher, it is our responsibility to teach you the truth of God's word. But here's the challenge. In the way we do it, if we do it the same way, you will say, I've heard that before. And so you will tune out. Napakinggan ko na yan, alam ko na yan. And so that is very challenging. And so as pastors, we have that responsibility. At the same time, we have that obligation to teach the truth to you in different ways so that you will hear it afresh. We need to know and remember because we forget and we are too familiar. And here in the context of Second Peter, it's another reason. It's because of the false teachers. Verse 1 tells us, but there's also false prophets in Israel and there will be false prophets and teachers among you. And this is what they will do. They will cleverly teach destructive heresies and even deny the master who bought them. In this way, they will bring sudden destruction on themselves. Sabi ni Peter, marami mga peking guro nalalabas at magtuturo sa inyo ng mga kamalian at ililigaw kayo ng landas. And so Peter is concerned about this truth. And he actually echoes the concern of the other apostles. Si Apostle Paul, ito rin yung sinabi niya during his last farewell message to the elders in Ephesus. Sabi niya, you will no longer see me again. Hindi niyo na ako makikita kasi papunta na siya ng Rome. And so ito yung warning ni Apostle Paul and huling habili niya, guard yourselves and God's people. Feed and shepherd God's flock, his church. Purchased with his own blood over which the Holy Spirit has appointed you as leaders. I know that false teachers like vicious wolves will come in among you after I leave, not sparing the flock. And even some men from your own group will rise up and distort the truth in order to draw a following. Yun yung mas nakakatakot. May false teachers, pero hindi siya manggagaling sa labas. Meron manggagaling sa loob. Yun yung mas nakakatakot. And this is the reality that even the Apostle John said. Many deceivers who do not acknowledge Christ has come in the flesh, have gone out into the world, and such a person is a deceiver and antichrist. So therefore, be warned. Do not take part. Wag mo silang i-welcome. Ito yung mga antichrist. Sila yung mga nagtuturo ng mga maling katuroan about the Lord Jesus Christ. Yung warning ni Paul, warning ni Peter, warning ni John, kanina siya nang galing. It's from our Lord Jesus Christ. He said in Matthew, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. Mag-ingat kayo there will be false teachers. And so the reality is we need to take this because this is a serious matter. If this is warned one time, okay lang, but this is repeated two times, three times, four times, and the f- many times, even the Lord Jesus Christ himself, then perhaps we really need to pay attention because this is a serious warning. You see, Among Us is a multiplayer game that became popular in the 2020 pandemic. 4 to 15 players can play it and randomly pwede kayo maging crewmate or kayo yung impostor. So yung goal ng crewmate, you will work in a space station. To win, you will have to do certain tasks para manalo kayo. But at the same time, kailangan identify nyo sino yung impostor. Yung mga impostor naman, mga 1 to 3 players ang impostor. Tapos ang goal nila, to sabotage and, and to kill basically the players. Diba? And so, Ang challenging nito, yung imposter tsaka yung crewmate, magkakamukha sila kasi naka-spacesuit, ganyan. Parang, syempre, niloloko nila yung mga imposter na napapanggap na bambait sila yung pala, they have an evil motive. And this is the game of, of Among Us. And that is the reality of the danger of the false teachers. Now, disclaimer lang po, ah. Uh, hindi ko kayo ini-encourage na laruin nyo to after po ng sermon. This is for illustration purposes only. But the point is, the imposters among us Sa tingin nyo, if, we, if there's an imposter among us, marirecognize kaya natin sila kaagad? It's gonna be difficult because mababait, they say the same language, they, 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 they live among us, no? But then, especially, we need to be careful. And this is what I realize. Kami po mga leaders who are speaking in front, who teach, who lead, and minister, we can become false teachers. Especially if we stop learning God's word, if we stop growing, and the same goes with you po. If you stop learning, if you start, uh, if, if you stop uh, growing in the word of God, you will be easily drawn by the false teachers. And soon, soon enough, you will be the ones teaching the same false teachings to others. So whether you teach in public 
or in private, whether you lead groups or disciple people one-on-one -on -one or counsel them in private, you and I can be false teachers if we are not careful, if we are teaching them that is the things that is not aligned with the truth. So we have to be very careful. Now to guard against false teachers, what do we need to do? We need to remember and know the scripture. Ano yung dapat nating gawin? Kailangan nating tandaan at alalahanin ang banal na kasulatan. We need to know and remember the scriptures. Why? Because the best way to guard against falsehood and false teachers is to know the truth. In other words, to spot a counterfeit, we need to study the real thing. Kailangan pag-aralan ang totoong bagay upang maiwasan ang peke. Iba ngayon, yung winawarn sa atin mga banko, be careful, no? Pagka naglalagin kayo dun sa mga bank account nyo, make sure na yung... Mukha kasi siyang totoo, pero maraming na... Sadly, I was talking to, to someone uh, earlier, and sabi niya, Pastor Jim, please pray for me, na na-scam ako in my bank account. Very real, very sad. Kami ng wife ko, na-experience na namin yon. So we have to be careful. We need to know and study the truth. We need to remember. You see, CBCP is a Bible-rooted church, and we, as a church, we are committed to the Word of God. And we believe that the Bible is the Holy Word of God, 66 books of the Old and New Testament. And this is our final authority for life and faith. And that is why, kung mapapansin nyo, nag-go through tayo ng series, diba? We've gone through Joshua, nagpag-aralan natin Romans, then 1 Peter, 2 Peter, and then... Next time, another book that we will study. We are going through this sermon series so that we can know and learn the Word of God. And that is why we also have this equipping session a few weeks ago. Uh, I think a couple of months ago. Some of you have attended yung equipping sessions natin ng how to read the Bible. And for those of you in our journey groups, we are going through, every year we are going through the gospel. The first six weeks, inuulit-ulit natin yung gospel. And then knowing God ng three weeks and another seven weeks ng biblical worldview. These are the things that we do because we are committed to God's word. We need to know the scripture. And we need to know the scripture and we need to have this conviction about the scripture. And this is something that I encourage you to keep in heart. First, know and be convicted that the scripture is trustworthy. Sabi dito ni Peter, For we did not follow cleverly devised tales. The word tales here in the Greek is the word myth in English. So sinasabi ni Peter, hindi ito gawa-gawa lang, hindi ito invention, hindi ito kwento-kwento lang. But sabi ni Peter, for we did not follow cleverly devised tales, but we were eyewitnesses of His Majesty. Sabi niya, nakita namin yun. That I was there on that sacred mountain when we were with Him on that holy mountain. And then experience si Peter, sabi niya, we heard the utterance that was made on Him by the majestic glory. This is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. Ano yung story na to? If you're familiar, this is the transfiguration of our Lord Jesus Christ. This was recorded by the Gospels in Matthew, Luke, and Mark. In Matthew 17, it says there, Jesus took Peter and James high on the mountain. Umakit sila sa isang mountain. Hindi natin alam kung saan. Probably it's Mount Hermon in Israel. And there before, Christ transfigured. Nagbago yung kanyang anyo. His face shone. And his clothes shone so much. Nag-iba yung kanyang anyo. And Jesus was there. And then Elijah and Moses appeared. Moses representing the law and Elijah representing the prophets. And together representing the, the whole uh, word of God. And Christ, the living word, was there. And at the same time, the, the, the heavens opened and a voice was heard from heaven. And God the Father said, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. And ito yung na-experience si Peter. And ito yung sinasabi niya dito sa 2 Peter. I was there. I was an eyewitness of Christ's majesty. Imposibleng gawin ko to. Imposibleng uh, i-invent ko lang to. Kasi sabi nga doon sa Matthew, they were so scared. So si Peter talagang na-experience niya, natakot talaga siya. Eh. Almost, maybe he, he almost died. He almost had a heart attack. Perhaps sa sobrang takot. And how he, could he forget? And how could he invent such things? And so ito yung sinasabi ni Peter, I was there, I can testify that this is true. And therefore, scripture is trustworthy because it's written by reliable witnesses. Sabi ni Peter, I was there. Peter wrote to us as a historical event and mapapatunayan niya na totoo to. And yung po yung writings natin sa New Testament is the writings in the New Testament were written by eyewitnesses like Peter, like John, like Paul, 
And sa case naman ni Mark and Luke and Matthew, they use primary sources na yung basis nila mga witnesses then. And so, ultimately, we can say that the scriptures are reliable because these are written or from sources of first-hand witnesses. Now, here's another thing. Scripture is trustworthy because this is confirmed by prophecies. So, we have the prophetic word made more sure. Sinasabi ni Peter, you know, as a Jew, ang dami kong naririnig, ang dami kong nabasang prophecies sa Old Testament and lahat ng yun na-fulfill kay Christ yung nakita namin yung buhay ni Christ. When He died, when He rose again, when we experience His glory, all of these Old Testament prophecies were fulfilled in Christ. Ito yung sinasabi niya. And so, therefore, the scripture is trustworthy. Now, when we talk about prophetic word, we are not just saying about, kasi ngayon, pag sinabi, ano ba yung prophecy? Ang thinking natin about prophecy, oh, maybe about future events. Yes, that's correct, but as far as the biblical definition of prophecy is, prophecy means future event, but tied up to the coming of the Messiah. Whether it's during the first coming or the second coming. So when we say prophecy, it's about God's word, about God's plan for the future, tied up to the person and works of Jesus Christ. That's the biblical definition of prophecy. So ito yung sinasabi ni Peter, reliable ang scripture kasi may mga prophecies and itong prophecy na to na fulfill kay Christ. In the Old Testament, there were 351 prophecies that were fulfilled during the first coming of Christ. And because this was fulfilled, we can be certain that when Christ comes again, he will fulfill the remaining prophecies written therein. And so we can say yung scripture natin, it is trustworthy. And therefore, ano sabi dito ni, ni Peter? We need to pay attention as a lamp shining in the dark place until the day dawns, the morning star arises in your heart. Who is this morning star? Christ our Lord is the morning star. Until that day dawns. This day means the day of the Lord, the day of God's coming. On that day, two things will happen. There will be judgment and there will be reward. Judgment for God's enemies, reward for those who are faithful. Hahatulan ng Panginoon ang mga masasamaan kayong mga kalaban, ang mga nagre-rebelde sa Kanya. At gagantimpalaan niya ang mga sumusunod at mga nanatiling tapat sa Kanya. And this is a reminder for us. Scripture is trustworthy because it is written by reliable eyewitnesses and confirmed by fulfilled prophecies. And again, therefore, since it is trustworthy, we need to pay attention to it. Ito'y sinulat ng mga saksi, reliable witnesses, at kinumpirma ng mga natupad na propesya. So this is something that we need to pay attention to. And when we do that, it will be a lamp unto our feet. It will be our guide. I don't know what you're going through right now. Maybe you are going through difficult times and there are many voices that says, do this, do that, follow this, f- follow the other. I don't know what you're going through, but I hope and pray that you will have this conviction to develop that scripture is trustworthy. Last year, I had a, one, of the darkest, one of the dark moments in my life. I was discouraged. I was tired physically, I have some health issues, I'm uh, drained mentally, emotionally stretched, spiritually discouraged. It's like, oh Lord, I, don't, I want to quit. I, I don't know what's going on, this is so difficult. But then I started reading uh, a book, a, a Christian book. It, it's entitled Running Scared by Edward Welch. Um, it's about fear, anxiety, and worry, and the God of rest. And interestingly, dun sa, sa first chapter, ang sabi niya doon, it na-highlight yung passage ng Luke chapter 12, verse 39. Ito, ito yung sinabi niya. You don't have to be afraid. Sabi ng author, bakit? Don't be afraid. Because this is the promise of God. Don't be afraid, little flock. Your father has chosen gladly to give you the kingdom. And I started meditating on that. Don't be afraid. That's a command. Don't be afraid. Why? Because little flock, I'm a sheep. God is my shepherd. And the shepherd is a good shepherd who takes care of the sheep. And not only that, he is my father. If he's a father, then he will take care of me. Then, sabi dito, he has chosen gladly, he delights to give you the kingdom. Ah, bibigyan pala ako ng Panginoon. What is that? Not just a small inheritance, but God will give you the kingdom. 
And as I start meditating on that, amidst that dark reality, a light shone. Oo nga no, God will give me something in the end. So I just have to hold on. I just have to trust. I don't know where you are going right now. Perhaps you're discouraged. Perhaps you say, Lord, ayoko na. I want to give up. But I pray that hold on to that flicker of light. Light, the God, light up God's word in your heart. Once more, go back to the scripture and trust God's promises and pray, Lord, give me this light. Give me this lamp. Give me this hope so that I can climb out of this dark pit. I hope and pray that you will do that. It's never too late. And God wants you and invites you to do that. Now, Scripture is trustworthy because it's God himself who authored it. And since it's God who authored it, therefore, it should be our final authority. It says here in the next verse, but you know, first of all, that no prophecy of Scripture is a matter of one's own interpretation. Hindi ito invento lang na ginawa ng mga true prophets of God, but no prophecy was ever made by an act of the human will, but men moved by the Holy Spirit spoke from God. You see, the scripture, it is the Holy Spirit himself who wrote from God. He just used people. Sabi dito, the Spirit moved these writers. The word move here is just like the wind that's moving the ship. It's the Spirit who carried along this wind, who, who carried along the ship through the wind and the current. The picture here is like guiding a toddler, walking a toddler. But as the toddler walks, it's the toddler who takes the step. But it's you who is guiding him or her to the place where you want her to go. That's the picture here. It's God's spirit who moved. And therefore, when the spirit did this, he uses the writer's personality, skill, style, background, at lahat ng personality ng writer. And so hindi sila tulad ng robot na diniktahan lang ni God, na kinontrol lang. No, it's, a, it's, it's actually a mystery, a combination of God's spirit and man's responsibility. And so they were actively engaged in the process. And therefore, we can say that the scripture is 100% words of men and 100% word of God. And this is actually a, a, a mystery. And just like our Lord Jesus Christ, our Lord Jesus Christ is the living word of God who is 100% human and 100% God. And this is the mystery of, of Christ our Lord and the mystery of the scripture as well. But we can be fully assured that the scripture is authored by God. And ito yung sinabi ni Josh McDowell, who is a famous evangelist and uh, apologist. Sabi niya, yung Bible written over a period of 1,500 years. Pero maraming authors, mga 40 plus persons, in various situations of life. There's kings and peasants, herdsmen, fishermen, scientists, farmers, priests, pastors, tent-makers, and governors. Iba-ibang occupation ng life, iba-ibang background. But, eto pa, it's written in the wilderness or dungeon, inside the palace or prison and lonely islands, military battles. Yet, iba-ibang background, yet speaks with agreement. Isa lang yung kanilang message. And it has reliability out of the hundred controversial subjects. It tells one story from beginning to end. And what is that story? It is God's salvation of man through Jesus Christ. And no person could have ever possibly conceived of or written such a work. This is the reality of our scripture. Now think about it. Kung tayo, pinasulat tayo, kunyay, Pastor Alan asks us, oh, magsulat tayo ng story, bibigyan na tayo ng one hour, we will come up with our story, pero dapat tahitahin yung story natin parehas. Anong lalabas? Most likely, it will be a different story. And to think na, Medyo magkakakilala pa yung isa sa atin. We think the, the same way. We go to the same community. But imagine this. A span of 1,500 years. Different persons, different personalities, different styles, different cultural background. But they come up with one story. Not because they really came up out of their own will, out of or their own imagination. But it's because God guided them to write that one story about God and the Lord Jesus Christ. And therefore we can say that scripture is trustworthy and it is the final authority because it's written and authored by God himself. And therefore, what should we do? We should pay attention to it. Pay attention to it. Now, before we go to the next point, let me reflect more on some of these things. 
The danger of false teachers is real. Whether you are a new believer or not, we will encounter false teachers, whether we like it or not. And especially now that we have technology, we have the internet. Of course, the internet, technology is a blessing. We can access good materials, good preachers, good teachers. But at the same time, it's double-edged. We are also easily exposed to bad and false teachers. And we may not immediately know who's the good one from the bad. And that's scary. Why? Because many of the false teachers, they are eloquent. They are entertaining, even inspiring. Iba magsasalita sila, nakakaaliw, nakaka-inspire, matutuwa ka. But beneath their smiles, their sweet personalities, and pleasing persona, they can be wolves in sheep's clothing. Papanggap lang sila. So we have to be careful. We have to know and remember and discern well. Don't just follow your heart. Use your mind as well. Iba tayo mga Pinoy, we have this one favorite word, puso. Puso, it's good. Meron ako isang professor sa seminary. No, it's quite interesting. In, in, in theology, so as, at least observation niya, we have this term worldview. Yung pananaw sa mundo, worldview. Pero sabi niya, parang sa Pinoy, parang hindi siya worldview, parang world feel. Pakiramdam, puso, no? And this is something good. This is something that we can nurture and encourage. But at the same time, we have to be careful. Hindi, hindi lamang laging puso. Kailangan gamitin ang isip. So wag ka nang magpakabulag. Use your mind as well. Don't be blinded. Wag kang magpakabulag. Hiwalayan mo na. Hindi, ang false teachers. Yan. Hiwalayan mo na ang false teachers. You have to discern. We have to be careful. And so again, you have to come to terms with this question. Who do you believe? Do you know who do you do you know who you believe? Do you know what you believe and why? Sino ang iyong pinaniniwalaan? Ano ang iyong pinaniniwalaan at bakit mo ito pinaniniwalaan? Kailangan masagot mo to. Hindi pwedeng yung sagot mo ay eh, sagot ng teacher mo. You have to have this conviction kasi Kung ikaw yung kailangan mag-decide, if your life is on the line, what will you say? How will you respond? Will you be able to stand? You have to know and remember, discern. Now, paano ba natin malalaman at ma- matatandaan? How do we know and remember? Let me give you three things. First is develop and deepen your conviction about the Bible. Paunlarin ang iyong paniniwala. Paunlarin at pagyamanin ang iyong paniniwala tungkol sa Biblia. You need to go to the Bible and, and say and, and develop that conviction. Now, what is the Bible to you? Ano ba yung salita ng Diyos para sa Ito ba yung salita ng Diyos or salita lamang ng tao? You know, for some people, the Bible is basically a book of heroes. It's a book of heroes that we're supposed to emulate para lamang siyang Bible story, para lang siyang story na may mga heroes lang na gagayahin lang natin. Or be like David, a man after God's own heart. Dare to be a Daniel, move like Moses, believe like Barnabas, persevere like Paul. Gayahin natin to mga Bible heroes na to. But in reality, Bible is more than that. In fact, in the Bible, there are many examples that are bad examples that we are not supposed to copy. You see, the Bible is more than just a book of heroes that we need to follow and emulate. Now for some, yung Bible naman, sabi oh, rules to obey lang yan. Yes, there are 613 commands in the Old Testament, a thousand plus in the New Testament. Sa New Testament, may mga, may mga commands na magkakapareha, so if you compress it, it will be around 800 commands. But overall, the Bible is more than just a book of rules and regulations to follow. It's more than that. For some people, especially for contemporary teachers and even life coaches today, they just follow the Bible as a book of primarily a book of practical advice. A good advice on leadership, on health, happiness, money, how to make your life better, how to have your best life now. Now, the Bible has some good advice on these things, but the Bible is more than that. You see, the Bible is not a book of philosophies and principles or practical advice to make your life better, to improve your life. Instead, the Bible is the word of God that points you to a person, Jesus Christ, and it is the Lord's divine announcement about 
Christ our Lord. You see, the Bible is not just a book of heroes, but the Bible is about the biggest hero of the story in God himself. The Bible is not just about a thing to improve your life. The Bible is about the truth of eternal life in Christ. It is not just about a book to improve your life now. It is a book so that you can experience the best life, the abundant life in God's presence through Christ. So we have to be careful. It's not really about us. It's about God and his love and his grace and his plan for our lives. You see, the Bible does not talk about things. Kanina, kausap, may kausap ako, no? Uh, course niya, engineering. And, uh, para, oh, sabi ko, pareha tayong engineering. But then, as I reflect on this, no? Oh, nga, the Bible, it doesn't talk about engineering stuff. It doesn't talk about architecture or accounting. The Bible doesn't talk about neuroscience. The Bible doesn't talk about all things. But when the Bible speaks, it speaks on essential things. Everything that we need to know about God, ourselves, and how to live a life that's pleasing to Him. That's the Word of God. Again, we need to deepen and develop your conviction because the Bible is our life authority. Again, do you know who you believe what you believe, and why you believe. The next is let's dig deep into the scripture after we deepen. So this will help us deepen actually. We need to read, to study, and meditate. See, it's important that we read the Bible from cover to cover. But sadly, many Christians, they just read the Bible from one cover and the the last. They only read the covers But this should not be because the Bible tells us of the grand story of what God has in us. And we need to know so that we can be able to discern. Now let me ask you this question. True or false? All suffering is caused by sin. Is it true or false? All suffering is caused by sin. Who says true? Who says false? Medyo mahirap yung tanong, no? If we talk about it technically, when we go to Genesis chapter 3, because Genesis 3 happened, the fall happened, suffering entered the world. So technically, suffering is ano, caused by sin. But my context of my question is, yung suffering ba natin as persons, nagsasuffer ba tayo because we sinned? Yung ba yung tinuturo ng Bible? True or false? It's false. Because in Job, he's a righteous person, yet he suffered. Diba? In John 9, chapter 3, sabi ni Jesus, this man was born blind, not because he sinned or his parents sinned, but so that the work of God might be displayed on him. Again, the point is, we need to be aware of these teachings because may mga teachers na sinasabi niya, oh, if you're suffering, maybe you, you lack faith. If you're suffering, maybe you're not a genuine Christian. Well, actually, that brings me to my point. No? If you're suffering, is your faith genuine or not? This is false. Yung first Peter, pinag-aralan lang natin eh. Diba? You will go through certain suffering and this is part of your test so that your faith that is more precious than gold will come out genuine and uh, refined. And sabi dito sa Philippians 1.29, For it has been granted to you on behalf of Christ not only to believe in Him but also to suffer for Him. Blessed are those who suffer and persecuted for theirs also is the kingdom of heaven. You see, if you remove suffering from the equation, you remove half of the New Testament, you remove a significant portion of the Old Testament. So you have to be careful. God calls us to suffer, to die to ourselves, to suffer for Christ. And the false teachers will tell you, no, you, you don't have to go through suffering. You have to have your best life now. You have to be careful. Now, here's another one. Is this the Great Commission? Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Is this a great commission? Yes? Who says yes? Who says no? There's an error there. What's the missing word? Obey. It's not about teaching them. It's not about teaching the disciples everything I have commanded you, but teaching them to obey. That's the call of the great commission. It, It is not just teaching God's truth, but helping people to apply the truth in their lives. 
So one word makes a difference and we have to discern that. And doon nag, nagpa-flourish yung mga, ano eh, yung mga cults and even mga false teachers know one word makes a difference. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. That's our version of John 1.1. 1, 1. But some believed in the beginning was the word and the word was a God, a small God. One word, but it makes a difference. And so they relegate Jesus as a God, but not equal with the Father, but a lower God. So that's the one word. So we have to be precise. We have to discern. And so part of our digging into the scripture, we need to read, we need to study, and at the same time, we need to meditate. When I attended uh, one of my class in uh, biblical counseling, ito yung tinuro sa amin ng professor namin on digging deep on scripture. It's observation, interpretation, meditation, application, prayer, and result. And part of this, this is part of my paper na yung assignment ko, I was working on my anger issues, ir- uh, irritation. So, ang naging text ko is Proverbs, no, yung about the controlling the tongue. So, I started studying it and... Uh, not just only observe and interpret. What, what, what's more important is the need to meditate. Paano ko ba susundan itong word ni God in terms of controlling my tongue, in terms of dealing with my heart? How can I apply this and, and pray about it and result? Now, the point is, you need to take time to study the word of God and not just study, but apply and in your life, reflect and apply in your life again and again. Now, when we say biblical meditation, it's basically filling your mind with the truth of God's word. This is different from what the world teaches that says, empty your mind, empty your mind. Of course, I'm not saying now we don't relax because sometimes when we relax, kailangan talaga nating magpahinga lang. But then, if we are not careful, if we are constantly uh, removing things from our mind, something else will come in. And so we have to be careful. And biblical meditation will help that. And this author tells quite interesting, itong sabi ng author na to, in his book, God's Battle Plan for the Mind. And sabi niya, Many hear sermons and read Christian books, maintain a semblance of Bible reading, and listen to Christian music. Yet they remain weak in holiness, love, and service. Why? The answer is the lack of serious thinking on the word, combined with the life dominated by entertainment. You see, we need... Meditation so that we can apply more of God's word. It's not enough for us to read. It's not enough for us to study. It's not enough for us just to hear the word. We need to digest it. Yung, yun yung meditation eh. Pagka nagpo-preach kami sa inyo every Sunday, kumakain kayo, pero paano nyo siya i-digest? You need to meditate. And that is why we also give you discussion questions for you to, to reflect on or to share. This is part of that meditation so that you can uh, deepen your knowledge and application of God's truth. Again, belief is very important because our behavior reflects our belief. Kung ano yung pinaniniwalaan natin, yun yung ating magiging pag-uugali. How we relate to God, ourselves, and others is a reflection of how or what are the things that we are thinking. So may God help us. Let's read, study, and meditate. Meditation will help us to know and remember who God is, who we are, what he has created us to be and called us to do. And the last, delight in God's word. Kasiyahan natin ang salita ng Diyos. You see, you will only know and remember the things that are valuable and significant to you. Now let me ask you, what gives you delight? Some people, they like hobbies, they, they bike, they play badminton, basketball, golf, they go camping. Kanina si Pastor Joseph, nakausap ko siya, nag-marathon pa pala siya kanina. And then morning, 42 kilometers. Ang, um, but he finds delight in it. Kung, if you are, kung gusto mong bagay na yun, gagawin mo talaga. Kayo, what do you find delight in? Do you find delight in studying and reading and meditating on God's word? You see, the Jewish people, they have this quite uh, interesting uh, uh, tradition. Itong batang to, tinuturoan siya ng isang rabbi about the word of God, the Torah. And after that, may honey kasi dun sa text eh. So, titikman ng bata yung honey. And it will teach the, the kid that the word of God is sweet. 
And that is what the psalmist tells us. Your laws are my treasure. They are my heart's delight. What is the Bible to you? You see, the Bible, of course, I'm not saying that when we read the Bible, it's easy and effortless. Hindi, siya magiging, hindi ko sinasabi magiging madali at walang hirap. Especially, if you look at the book of Proverbs, it says, look and search for God's word and wisdom like a hidden treasure. And when it is a hidden treasure, you need to go up to the mountains, you need to dig, you need to mess up yourself, you need to uh, go and find the, the rubies and the diamonds from the dirt. That is how you find a treasure. It's going to be hard work, but it will be worth it. Now the question is, what is worth it for you? Is God's worth your time, your effort? But more than that, more than the feeling of duty, you need to delight in God's word. Kasi kung hindi kayo gaganahan, wala mangyayari. And for some of you, I don't know, uh, baka tinatamad kayo, sabi mo, Pastor, I'm reading the Bible, but wala akong nafe-feel. I don't know. I, I pray, just, just go on. Just, just dig. Just dig there. Even the miners, they have to burn down hundreds and thousands of feet before they could get that ore or that diamond. But when they get it, it's so precious, valuable, so memorable. And even as pastors, sinasabi ni Pastor Alan, kung ilang hours kami mag-pour mag out ng study as, as we, ano, ang hirap. Sabi namin, ano bang ginagawa natin? Paulit-ulit na lang. Every week, pa-preach tayo. Natatandaan ba ng mga nakikinig sa atin? But then when we find a treasure, wow, it's so, so delightful. And I pray that you would, you would do the same. Mayroon akong friend from the U.S., uh, Busy siya, young family, wala silang helper. Hindi siya pastor, but he studies the word. And sabi niya, you know bro, etong ano nito, I, I, I fear for this mega church because they're partnering with this group and this group is, para, siyang, para silang false teachers. Sabi ko, talaga? Sasagulat ako kasi, he's not, he's not a pastor, he's not a deacon, but he's aware of, 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 of that reality. of Meron siyang discernment. Sabi ko, oo nga, no? And this is something na, uh, encouragement meant for me. You know, you don't have to be a pastor, you don't have to be a preacher, you don't have to be a deacon or elder. God calls us to st- study the word, to be faithful and dig deep into his word so that we can be prepared. We are not too young or too old to go to this. We just have to delight in God's word. Psalm Nineteen seven to 11 tells us, The law of the Lord is perfect, restoring the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgment of the Lord are true, righteous altogether. They are more desirable than gold. Yes, much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the drippings of the honeycomb. Moreover, your servant is warned, but in keeping them there is great reward. Kasi ang ganda rin nito sa Tagalog. Let me read to you yung uh, ang salita ng Diyos, Tagalog Contemporary Bible Version. Ang kautosan ng Panginoon ay walang kamalian, nagbibigay sa atin ng bagong kalakasan. Ang turo ng Panginoon ay mapagkakatiwalaan at magbibigay ng karunungan sa mga walang kaalaman. Ang mga tuntunin ng Panginoon ay tama at sa puso ay nagbibigay kagalakan. Ang mga utos ng Panginoon ay malinaw, nagbibigay ng liwanag sa kaisipan. Ang pagkatakot sa Panginoon ay nagpapadalisay ng puso. Mananatili itong magpakailanman at ang mga utos niya ay matuwid at makatarungan. Ang mga ito ay higit pa kaysa purong ginto at mas matamis pa kaysa pulot pukyutan. Ang iyong mga utos, Panginoon, na nagbibigay babala sa akin na iyong lingkod, may dakilang gantimpala kapag ito ay sinusunod. God's word is something delightful because it's something valuable. And therefore, God calls us to know and remember. Alamin at alalahanin. Develop and deepen your conviction about the Bible. Dig deep into the scripture. Delight in God's word. Kasiyahan natin ang salita ng Diyos. Palalimin ang kaalaman sa banal na kasulatan. And let's deepen our, our knowledge, our love for the scripture. And that is God invites us to do. Again, what is the Bible to you? Is the Bible something that is delightful to you or a drudgery or a duty? I pray that you will find God's word as a delight. 
Dear brothers and sisters, the Christian life is a journey, but at the same time, the Christian life is also a battle. We fight Satan as the roaring lion who is outside with suffering and difficulties and persecution. But in the inside, we also face another enemy, and that is the false teachers who are wolves in sheep's clothing. But God did not leave us on our own. He has given us his precious and great promises through his word. And the question is, are you equipping yourselves to fight these battles? How are you using God's word to put on his armor? And how are you wielding the sword of the spirit to fight the lies of the enemy? May the Lord help us. Defend yourselves against the lies and deception, destructive false teachers by growing in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. And fight against the lies and errors by knowing and remembering the truth of God's word. Pagtanggol natin ang ating mga sarili mula sa mga panlinlang at pangwasak ng mga huwad na guro. Sa pamamagitan ng paglago at biyaya ng kaalaman ng, sa ating Panginoon at tagapagligtas na si Jesus. At labanan natin ang mga kasinungalingan at kamalian sa pamamagitan ng pagalam at pag-aalaala sa katotohanan ng salita ng Diyos. Let us pray. Salamat Panginoon. Thank you Lord God for your word. Your word is not just a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path. It is the life that you've allowed us to have. Thank you Lord. Enable us not to take it for granted. Panginoon, patawad sa aming mga pagkakamali. Maybe some of us are distracted. Some of us are are lured by, by, by the things, the temporal things of this world, and that we have taken for granted your word. We remember our brothers and sisters who are being persecuted in the other countries. They may, even having their Bible is prohibited, and they, it, it may even cost them their lives. But Lord, forgive us that we take it for granted. Help us starting today to go back to you and delight in your word.